Welcome back to News For You, the Daily Utah Chronicles news podcast. I'm your host, Emma Rakovic. Today I'm meeting with online managing editor, Andrew Christiansen. Hi, Andrew. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Emma. So Andrew just wrote a story covering the increased price of parking at the University of Utah. Andrew, can you tell us a little bit about yourself to start? Yeah, as you mentioned, I'm the online managing editor at the Karani. So basically, I'm the, the person who gives almost all online stories like the last look and, and edit before publishing them on our website. And last year, I was the assistant news editor for the Karani. And, um, you know, I still write for news sometimes. Like with this story, yeah, I'm a senior at the U, majoring in journalism and writing in rhetoric studies. In your story, you mentioned that the used parking permit has increased to $172.50 topping Utah's public universities by almost $100. Can you talk a little bit about the research you did to find out this information? Yeah, I basically just searched the websites for parking permits for all Utah public universities and gathered it in a spreadsheet. I think it's important to note that um, you know some of these public universities have several different types of parking permits for different on-campus housing, and those are all different kind of prices. So I decided to only track kind of standard permit prices for students who live off campus. And I think I expected the U to be the most expensive or at least near the top, but I was pretty surprised by like how much it was. Like you mentioned, over $100 to the next highest is Utah Valley University. And then if you're talking about the yearly pass for spring and fall semesters, the used parking permit is about $200 more than the next highest. So what appears to be the primary cause of these differences, according to your research? I mean, it's, it's hard to, to know exactly, but I, I think one of the biggest things is just that the U is, is easily basically the biggest and like most well-known university in the state. So I think that definitely plays a role. And in recent years, I mean, I know that the U has kind of continually broke, you know, freshman enrollment records and stuff. So you're just going to get more students who are trying to park their cars on campus, and that's going to increase demand. And if you have increased demand, then, you know, commuter services feels like they can, you know, charge a higher price for parking because they know that people are going to buy those parking permits no matter what. I guess another factor is also just the kind of strategy of the university of, which is, I think this is something that we'll get into, but, you know, increasing parking permit prices to try to incentivize using, you know, public transportation to get to school rather than parking. And, and kind of hoping to steer some people away from, you know, parking and using their cars to get to, to campus and use public transportation instead. What is a garage permit? Because I noticed it, you said it was $414 for the permit. What does that give students and staff access to rather than the standard one? Yeah, basically there's, I think there's three parking garages, at least for students on campus. And I mean, you, you get to park in a garage, so you get covered parking, so you're not like affected by, you know, whatever your part, your, your car sitting out in the sun all day or from other weather. And I assume it's probably a little bit more secure than their parking lots, but I don't think it's really anything different than that. So I think it's definitely surprising to me that it's probably about like $250 more than a regular parking permit, but you only, those are the only benefits that you kind of get from it. In your story, you spoke with Nicole Tatum, Interim Director for Commuter Services. Did she mention why the U does not offer annual U parking permits? This is something that I don't think I included in the story, but they used to sell one, I think a few years back, but the price wasn't really like discounted. It was just the equivalent of buying like two individual semester parking permits. A couple of 
you know, other Utah public universities do offer like discounted yearly passes. It's kind of interesting that the U doesn't do that. Basically, what she told me is that like they discontinued the annual pass during COVID because lots of customers would like request refunds, you know, like three quarters of the way through that academic year. So now they just, I don't know, found it simpler to just do like, you know, by semester as far as parking permits go. And then according to Tatum, the 15% rise is necessary to pay for operational expenses, such as creating and maintaining parking, repaying debt on parking structures, and operating the campus shuttle services. She also mentioned that the price increase is because of higher demand. In reference to other years, is there more demand for parking at the U? And what factors play into further demand for parking? Yeah, I mean, I think there definitely is, at least that's what Tatum told me, that there definitely is a higher demand for parking. And it's it's hard to exactly, I guess, quantify, like, you know, how much demand there is. But I think, you know, definitely how many permits they're selling and, and that kind of increasing over the last couple of years. And then, like I was talking about before, of just like more enrollment that's increasing every year. So if you have more students, you're just automatically going to have more people that are driving to school and buying parking permits. So... I think that's been the biggest kind of way to, I guess, quantify that there, there's been higher demand for parking. With the football season underway, will this impact permit spaces on the U campus? Definitely not as much as it did for the, the opening game against Florida, because that was on a Thursday, you know, so lots more students have classes and it was a little bit of a mess because, you know, you had to like, you know, you weren't able to park in your regular parking spaces around campus and that was only for the football game. But, you know, I think the rest of the games are on Saturdays, so it won't affect this as much. Tatum told me that students, you know, have class on that day will still be allowed to, to park for their class during the football game. You state that commuter services expects more individuals to choose public transit as a result of the rise in parking permit costs. Is it reasonable to anticipate that students and employees have access to public transit? And what are the justifications for this? It's complex. I mean, I, I see both sides of it. I did do some kind of additional research for, for this interview where there, there is some research out there that kind of supports the idea of if you increase parking costs, it's going to cause less people to drive. I think that's what the U was hoping for with this instead of driving using public transportation. And, you know, I, I do think there's a pretty good public transportation system for people to, to get up to the U and especially since it's, it's free to all U students. But I, I also think it's it's hard for people to, you know, first of all, make that transition to using public transportation if they're not used to that, if they didn't do it growing up. And I mean, yeah, I guess, for example, like someone I talked to for this story who lives in Cottonwood Heights said it's not worth their time to use public transportation because it's um, I think it takes like two hours both ways each day. And mm -hmm. she's having to go to campus like Monday through Friday. So it's like 10 hours a week that she'll be using public transportation. And for her, you know, since she has a really busy schedule with school and work, those are hours that she can't use towards, you know, working more or whatever it is. So I think it's a really hard thing to, to balance out, but it would certainly benefit the university if more people used public transportation. Tatum said that the used parking prices at the time were still substantially less expensive than most other Pac-12 institutions. According to a comparison assessment of Pac-12 institutions for the fall 2021 semester, did you further research this claim and what were your findings? And is this still a true statement given that this comparison was made in the fall of 2021? 
Yeah, so I couldn't find a, a kind of current in-depth kind of comparison analysis of parking permit prices across Pac-12 universities. But I mean, I think it's safe to say it's probably around the same as it was a couple of years ago because parking definitely hasn't gotten cheaper at any of those universities in the last couple of years and has probably increased a little bit. But just looking up, I looked up a couple of like Pac-12 schools parking permit prices for, for this semester and it, it varies quite a lot. I saw some pretty high prices, but I also saw some ones that are, I mean, still pretty high. Like the University of Oregon, I think it was $345 per semester. Wow. So a decent amount more than the U. In Arizona State University, it was even more expensive. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the most important thing, because it's definitely relevant to compare it to different Pac-12 universities, but like if you're a student considering going to a college in Utah, you're thinking about how parking permit prices compares to other Utah public universities. You're probably not thinking about how does it compare to, you know, different Pac-12 universities. So mm-hmm. it's definitely relevant, but I think the most relevant thing is like how much more the parking permit costs at the U than other Utah public universities. And many students have explained that they are unable to find parking near their classes or at all with the given parking permit spaces. What is community services doing to ensure that students have access to permit parking spaces even during peak times? I think it's, it's, it's hard because as the school has grown and even just post-pandemic and you, know, you, you just get more and more students who are enrolled and more and more students who are buying parking permits. But I guess one thing that they kind of keep track of is Tatum told me that they kind of conduct empty stall counts on campus to make sure that there's enough parking availability even at peak time. So what she told me is that, you know, when they do those kind of assessments, that there are still parking spots available. So that tells them that there's still, you know, parking spots that can be found. But like just from my own experience or even talking with lots of students for this story, I think it's such a common experience to and frustration to, you know, buy a parking permit, then it doesn't even guarantee you a spot, especially if you have a class that is a little bit later in the day or something where it's not a super early class, so everyone else is parked. It's, it's definitely something that I, you know, think needs to be kind of addressed more directly in the future. And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they do handle with that in the future. Numerous students were interviewed for your piece to get their thoughts on the university's parking permit costs. What types of incentives might support raising the cost of parking permits? I talked to lots of students, and, and some of which I didn't like include in the story, but I think everyone was, except for a couple, were very kind of just frustrated because they think that the price is way too high, and then on top of that, it doesn't even guarantee them a spot. But I think from the perspective of commuter services, their hope is just that this will, and, and I guess it's important to note too, this isn't, the first time that they've increased parking permit prices in the last five years, I think it's been somewhere around like forty to fifty dollars that they've increased. So their hope is that that'll incentivize the use of public transportation more, and which is of course free to students. And one student I, I talked to said she prefers to to take public transit to get to the U, even though she lives in South Jordan, which is pretty far away. But she prefers it because it's it's free. She doesn't have to focus on driving, and she said it doesn't take her much longer. Kind of from her perspective too, thinking about it environmentally, of trying to get less people to drive on the road and you know they're contributing to air pollution. She's like, it, it kind of makes sense to increase the price because if they're choosing not to utilize public transportation that's free to them, maybe they should have to pay more. And the U intends to develop an app soon that will allow students to see open and available parking spots to cut down on the time they currently spend trying to find one. 
Do you have any information on when this app will be available? Yeah, so I asked Tatum about this yesterday, and she told me that they still don't have an estimated time frame for that yet. But she did kind of have an interesting, more in-depth answer about, she said that President Taylor Randall is, is still considering whether to use these funds to, to build additional parking on campus or if they should invest funds into traffic demand management initiatives, policy changes, incentivizing public transit, ridership, as well as investment to that app that provides real-time occupancy data to drivers. So it sounds like they're, they're still not really exactly sure of, of where the direction they're going to go to in the future, but that's definitely a possible, at least partial solution. Do you have any final thoughts or comments on this piece? The number one thing is, it's, it, I mean, it's probably one of the favorite stories I've written for The Chronic just because it's a topic that I think basically every student has opinions about, even if they don't. There's plenty of you know students who do drive to campus and they have opinions about them never being able to f- find parking or that the prices are too high. And even if you don't drive yourself, you probably know someone who does. So it's really interesting to just kind of gauge students' opinions on this because I think everyone kind of has something to say about it. And, you know, from both sides of the equation with with students and commuter services, they realize that it's an issue. Something has to be done about it. So it'll be interesting to to kind of follow this issue and see what's done about it in the future. And this definitely won't be the last Karani story about parking this semester. So Okay. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode, Andrew. Thanks for having me. This is Emma, and thank you for tuning into this week's episode of News for You. Make sure to tune in next time.